1: Guys, are you ready? We've, we've heard you. We know that you've wanted to know more about Celebrity Blinds. And as you guys know, or hopefully know, my name's Kelly. I run Laguna Biatch. My podcast is Nostalgia. And now, and I'm so excited for my co-host, but I don't want to call him a co-host because we're equal, my equal host.
0: <laughs> Hi, you guys, it's me. It is Troy McEady. Um, Yeah, we have heard you. We've listened We've wanted to do this for a very long time. We've been talking about it for a long time. And then it just felt like the universe kicked both of us in our asses and said, do it now. And we said, okay. And now here we are.
1: So welcome to Beyond the Blinds podcast. Uh, I'm really excited about this. Like I said, Troy and I have talked about this a lot.
0: Yeah, this has been, this is, and we've talked about like different versions of what it could be and blah, blah, blah. And like, this just feels... So perfectly right in between, like what you and I both do. And, you know, we both like teeter this line of like being interested in what's going on now, but like mostly focusing on the past. And this is cool because we'll be able to just like really lean into just old, old school, just straight up gossip.
1: Absolutely. And what we're going to do is we will have episodes available, but we're also going to have a Patreon. And with this Patreon, you'll be able to hear more episodes and even do like, you know how I do the Friday Night Live sometimes, do that with us for any reality show you want.
0: Yeah, any reality show, old episodes, we were even thinking like we could do, we could space it out, maybe do like old award shows would be crazy, like old VMAs or something would be like nuts. Um, Just like, yeah, leaning into the past because we can't escape it. Like I don't, I have no interest in the present at all.
1: And also the dark side of Hollywood.
0: Truthfully, this is our favorite thing to talk about. Like, this is where we always end up. Every time we record together, we always find our way into the darkness of Hollywood and uh, specifically what we've learned from blind items.
1: So Troy, can you explain what a blind item is for those who may not know?
0: Yeah. So a blind item is, it's, I guess you could say that it's a, it's, it's gossip. I mean, it is definitely considered celebrity gossip. It's usually anonymous and it comes from, um, it typically will come from somebody who is considered to be inside, an insider. Um, In the way that you'll hear like People Magazine say, reference like a source, it's really not that much different except it's, a person basically like it's the equivalent of rummaging through somebody's trash and then telling (laughs) a website exactly what you found in detail and um yeah blind items are interesting because it's like the underbelly of celebrity gossip and like you either get it or you don't
1: and it's usually a riddle usually you have to figure out the blind item except there are some people who will tell you after a certain amount of time
0: Yes, it is definitely a riddle, and I'm, by the way, you would think for somebody who's read blind items, like, my entire life, I'm so bad at the riddle, like, I'm the person who will wait for a blind item to be revealed to, like, really show interest, because I'm, like, it's definitely, definitely, um, Suzanne Summers. it's gotta be, and it's, like, Bella Hadid.
1: (laughs) Usually, I won't lie, I'll read comments, but every once in a while, I'll get one and be so proud of myself, um. So for me with blinds, I started getting into them during Taylor Swift's reputation era because mm. there were so many blinds about her and Carly Kloss. <laughs> and I was kind of like, I didn't even know what Kaler was. And then a quick down, like deep dive. And I was like, oh shit, this is what a blind item is. So right around that time, what was that? Like 2017, 2018-ish? Yeah. yeah. That's when I started with like crazy days and nights, and then a couple tumblers that have since been deactivated, which makes me so sad. But what about you? Have you been following them for that long?
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, of course, I got into blinds because of Britney, because oh, right. I started learning. I learned in college that, like, I had always looked at the media as like, you know, you read what is out there, and then you just kind of believe it, or you don't believe it, and you just kind of move on. But I had never looked at media, specifically celebrity media, um, as like having an agenda when I was younger. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you get older and you realize like these celebrities are like in bed with these magazines and with these publications and with publicists. And, you know, it's like a publicist will pay to have a celebrity have like a positive month in the media for, because their client is dating. It's like, it's all so whatever, and I think the cool thing about blind items is that none of that is a factor. It's just raw news. And, I know. you know, some. I, it's weird because I feel like some people look down on blind items because they'll say, like, well, they're never yeah. real. And it's like, well, neither is People Magazine. Like, that, it's like crazy that you think that that's, you see Sean and Camilla walking outside with their coffee cups and you really believe that that's real but like I'm trash because I'm reading a blind item, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I guess now that you say that, my blind items, like I said, I found uh, Crazy Days and Nights, like 2018-ish. But I used to write a celebrity blog by myself. Like it was just something I did on the side. And I started noticing like PR moves and like strategic moves. And then once I found blinds, I was like, oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's like, okay, this is like, what they don't talk about. And I also, it's also, wait, 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 Let's go back to a second. I didn't know that you wrote a blog.
1: I don't talk about it much. Um, Don't mind that, guys, that's a white claw. You know how I do. (laughs) Um, I don't talk about it a ton, but it was called Celebrities Are Tragic. And when I first started, I did try and be more like Perez, more like, almost like a shock, shock blogger type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, this is getting mean. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I didn't like that. So I just started like writing about like my feelings about this story. Right. Like there was like Lucy Hale was date quote unquote dating or spotted with this country singer. I forget his name at this point, but I was like, you know what, what if I just like make fun of them, but not be mean, like not too harsh.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah does
1: that make sense like i A was like this percent. is clearly pr they're more interested in the game than they are each other and that's kind of what i've kept as i did like laguna Biacho nostalgia and now and all of that but yeah um celebrities are tragic was like my first foot in the internet <laughs> space
0: that's so cool and also i really i still really like the name
1: thank you thank you i was proud of it
0: that's amazing. No, I get that. I definitely went through a phase of thinking like, I'm gonna be Perez. Because that was like such Mm -hmm. a, you know, it's like, there was like a period, I feel like maybe like 2013, or like 2014 ish, where like, the the idea of becoming a blogger was like, really cool, you know, like just so niche and new. And it was like, you had seen a couple like people at that point make money from it and stuff. But like, even before that Perez was like, It was unimaginable to live Perez Hilton's life. Like he really, at that time, if you were somebody who was interested in pop culture, it's like, oh, he just goes Mm -hmm. to Starbucks and writes shit about Lindsay Lohan and that's how he lives. It was unimaginable.
1: It's like, he just draws comma on people's face and makes (laughs) millions. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. To be clear, i never did that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he gets to fucking host the bad girls club reunion i'm the baddest bad girl in this house like why am i not hosting
1: and you know what's crazy it all kind of comes full circle for me with like laguna beach and stuff because you and i were talking about perez and on on my free britney podcast you came on and discussed that and how he was a big part of her maybe not conservatorship but her downfall for sure
0: mm-hmm. and my
1: friend was like same with lauren conrad i was like holy shit <laughs>
0: Oh my God! Uh, I've never—he was I, in with Spidey. Yes! Holy shit! You're so right. It's true. It's crazy. So I never
1: wanted to be Perez. I never wanted to be him that bad because you guys know Lauren Conrad's my baby.
0: No, yeah, we all wanted to be like a, a version of Perez where we weren't bullies to people that we like look up to. Right. Like it's—it was such a weird hate view where I was obsessed. With his blog, and I would read it all day. I mean, it was the original scroll, like before mm-hmm. scrolling through social media feeds. Like, I would just sit with my mouse and just fucking zip, 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 just scroll through Perez. And I hated him, but like also couldn't get enough, you know?
1: I remember when Will I Am punched him in the face, I was like, you know, he definitely <laughs> deserves that
0: that fucking video that he posted the day after and he thought people would feel bad and we were like girl nobody's ever been more deserving of of an asshole break." are you kidding
1: and see guys this is also what we'll do we'll go off on pop culture people (laughs) like it's not obviously blinds are going to be our main focus but if we want to go off about you know even the free britney movement uh perez hilton Paris Hilton. It's just what we do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's what happens when we get together, which is the magic. Like it's, it's why I'm so excited to do this with you.
1: I'm so excited too. So if someone was looking to get into blinds and kind of follow up, not follow us, but kind of understand more, I would definitely suggest blind gossip and crazy days and nights. What about you? Are those your two?
0: I would say, yeah, those would be my two. I mean, I, I guess, Um, Crazy Days and Nights is like my the one I go to the most just because I have the the longest history with it Um, Mm -hmm. and I also I like his podcast I like NT's um, Patreon podcast is good Um, and it's just nice to be able to listen to blind items instead of having to read them because you know it's just like easier listening to the person who writes them like piece it all together Um, but yeah I would say so those are my two
1: yeah, I, com- I completely agree. Those, those are the ones to start with, guys. And like I said, there were some Tumblers, but Tumblr took them down and it made me so sad.
0: I know. Tumblr was such a great blind item spot.
1: <laughs> right. And also you'll see people saying NT lawyer doesn't predict the truth and all this stuff. And there are definitely some wormholes that he's gone down, but I would say he's, he's done pretty well with his predictions or blinds, not even product- predictions with his blinds.
0: Yeah, people love to say that. He has done, it's almost like to say that you read blind items is almost like when you go outside and admit that you're like a conspiracy theorist. It's like people just think you're a little bit crazy, but it's like, statistically, he has been eerily correct about many things. And the one thing that you can't deny about him is that he is friends with a lot of these people. I mean, to the point that sometimes like, The celebrities who aren't afraid, I mean, people like, you know, by like celebrities who just like don't give a shit, like they'll go on his podcast and do interviews and and tell secrets and stuff like, you know, he, it's, it's interesting. And it, I think if you had to like put the statistics up against each other, you would probably say that he's been right more than like an Us Weekly has been right.
1: For sure. And there are people who are allegedly in his pocket, like Tree Pain who who I love the name. She is Taylor Swift's publicist and she's tried to pay him off and he won't do it. Like, he's he's my kind of guy. But we are going to start with someone who he has admitted he was friends with but had to let go because they were too toxic. Miss Hayden <laughs> the
0: The queen of, like, underground gossip, right?
1: Absolutely. And like, I can't, you know, I am a Hayden stan, and even after all the terrible, terrible shit I've read about her, I'm like, yeah, that's just Hayden doing her thing.
0: <laughs> it's just classic Hayden.
1: Yeah, she's just being Hayden. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah, she's um Hayden for a, a while, like, she, I could count maybe, like, five or ten people that have sent me on t- truly, like, Requiem for a Dream level, just, like, I need more content. Like I'm pacing back and forth, like Googling shit. She is the silver tuna, as they say in Home Alone. Like she is the Moby Dick. She's really that girl. Like it is, there is so much to read about Hayden. My God.
1: And I genuinely feel like that's why I connected with you on either your or my my podcast. We were talking, I'm like, what about Hayden? You were like, what about her? i know everything i'm like (laughs) but what were your thoughts about hayden before you read blinds about her
0: before i thought hayden was just like honestly just a really sweet kind of like underrated you know like not a disney girl but a disney girl kind of gig like one of those people who like didn't have excuse me, like a, a like a, a Disney show but like walked in that she was like in that circle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I didn't think like a whole lot about her to be honest. I I, I didn't have anything against her. I definitely thought she was like um, in a lot of ways she was like a, a, a product of like the Britney machine like the factory of girls just pumping out looking like Britney Spears. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, but I mean, yeah, I liked Hayden. I could never have imagined like that so much darkness. Like I, I couldn't, my mind would have like, as a teenager, I would have been like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know me, I think she's a triple threat. I think she's like, how they also treated like Britney Snow. They were just like a step under Lindsay and Hillary. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, no, these girls are more talented than both of them. Let's mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you hear things about Hayden. And I think one of my followers DM'd me maybe a few months ago and they were like, I just saw your girl Hayden. I was like, oh, what is she doing? They were like drunk playing dice on the Hollywood strip. I was like, she's doing what? (laughs)
0: Like
1: I want, I want a resurgence for Hayden so badly. I want her to be okay.
0: You know, Hayden is interesting because she's one of those people that for, you know, for people like us, like. She's so famous in a, a like a really specific way, you know. Like mm-hmm. we have the same shorthand when it comes to Hayden, and people who really know about her life feel that way. But then there are people who have no idea and just see her as as you described, like the girl who was a step under the other girls and never really had a, like a a big, huge, massive breakout film or. Anything that was, like, she didn't have, like, a Mean Girls or anything, you know? She was always just sort of in things. Um,
1: I feel like her Mean Girls was, like, Heroes, which wasn't anything close to Mean Girls.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That was, like, a lucky break, more so.
1: So, I have a blind from May 7th, 2019. Okay. And it has Hayden, somebody else, and a producer. Okay. Tell it's a that. long one, guys, so... Like I said, some of you, I didn't say this, but I'm going to say this. Some of these blinds are rather long, but back in the day, during that golden age of gossip, a little over a decade ago, there are lots of stories that have yet to be told. One of the reasons is that something salacious was happening almost every night. And it takes time to go through all of them. Another factor is just because you hear it from a shady wannabe producer More than once doesn't necessarily mean it's true. This particular producer is known for lots of tales, some of which are epic and some of which are uh, hallucinations. I was never sure about one of the stories, even though I heard it numerous times. One of the participants was unlikely to remember and another probably wasn't gonna talk about it. So how could one ever prove it was real? Well, enter a foreign born actress who once hooked up with the quote-unquote producer more than once. She's had the same email address for a long time, for as long as I've known her, which is well over a decade. Well, she was going through some documents for her CPA at tax time. It involved her going through her email to see if she could figure out where she had been on a couple of dates. She kind of got lost and started going back in time. Eventually, she got to December 2006, she thought I would be interested in the series of emails she had with the quote-unquote producer at the time. The producer had horrific spelling, but had attached photos that were super grainy and super 2006, but were definitely this permanent A-list quote-unquote singer, half-dressed on a hotel bed with an actress who at the time was A-list minus on a very hit network show who the quote-unquote producer had been hooking up with. Now, the producer's email said things like you should have been there and bragging about how he had sex with both of them. The thing is, though, in 2006, the A-list minus actress would have been underage in several states, including California. There is no question he did hook up with every woman in this blind, but the question remains whether his claim threesome happened too. My guess would be yes, although the actress dumped him a week later. The quote unquote singer was on and off with him depending on her need for drugs and his ability to supply them. So one of them is Hayden. Who do you think the other two are?
0: I was going to say, God, I don't know. See, like the thing about me trying, whenever I try and like figure out who they are, like my mind goes so far. I'll be like, well, obviously it's Jesse McCarthy.
1: (laughs) So one of them, he was always, or one of them is Britney Spears
0: okay all right okay all right okay
1: so this is during britney's like very bad time and now we know what was going on with her so i'm not gonna like hold this against her by any means right totally 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 know who the fucking producer was please tell me scott storch
0: that motherfucker (laughs) i
1: I know you guys scott storch he always had like short, spiky black hair and giant sunglasses in a button down shirt. That is how I would describe him.
0: He is one of the most interesting, never spoken about people in Hollywood ever. It's like so fascinating to me that he now just is no longer famous, like, because he just spent all of his fortune on cocaine. Like, all of his money just went to Coke and now he no longer has money and just doesn't do music anymore, really. Um, It always comes back to Scott Storch, always.
1: Always Scott Storch and Hayden Panettiere.
0: Because he was the drug supplier for so many people. Like, and it's not, like, I watched a documentary about him recently on YouTube because he did, like, a YouTube thing. And he talked about, like, you know, he was the guy who would you know supply people with drugs basically to have friends to have people around him because he was like lonely but he was mm-hmm. insane like he would give just randomly give somebody like fifty thousand dollars worth of cocaine like he was like a psychopath or like he would just like give somebody a plane
1: do you know what like, it's so sad when you say that because I'm like what a lonely person mm-hmm obviously what a piece of shit, but also what a lonely person.
0: Yeah. Like what a dark spirit you have. Like how sad that like you have to give somebody a plane to want to be around you.
1: Exactly. Scott Storch, you guys, he was with Paris Hilton a lot.
0: Mm -hmm. He was with Paris a lot. He produced Paris's albums and, you know, obviously he was her drug dealer and obviously I'm, I'm I wasn't in the bedroom, but I'm sure Paris slept with Scott Storch because that was his whole gig. It was like, I'll make beats for you. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. (laughs) He was like, I'll make beats for you if you sleep with me.
1: So one thing about Hayden that's been discussed in Blinds, I can't find the exact one, but her mom was worse than Dina Lohan, I would say, but it's never talked about. Um, Her mom- basically like pimped not only herself out but also Hayden
0: to Mm -hmm. get
1: Hayden roles
0: yeah I would say that it seems like Hayden had the kind of parents that had kids for that reason like they didn't Mm -hmm. have children for any reason aside from like working them
1: sounds like the Carter family
0: yeah totally like you guys don't expect like love you're Mm -hmm. you're here to work
1: And then it goes on to say in different blinds that, you know, Hayden was having meltdowns and she's 19 years old and she's drinking. But even before that, she was what, 15 or 16 going to clubs with Paris?
0: Yeah. I mean, she was literally 15 years old spinning around the pole with Paris Hilton. And when you sort of peel back the layers of the crowd that they ran in and how connected Hayden was to girls like Paris and Lindsay and Kim at the time. Um, it's really dark and really sad. Allegedly.
1: This whole episode is just alleged information, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speaking of the, the circles that they run in, the speaking of the circle that, uh, that Hayden runs in this very, very specific, very elite circle in Hollywood. I've talked about this woman before and I've I've like I've really 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 been anxious for the opportunity to like really get into her I was you and I would like dabble on like the the main feed podcast but like you know you don't want to get too deep into weird shit right
1: this is a patreon type of topic
0: yeah totally this is such a patreon topic like yes okay so it's a woman named um Diana Jenkins She's on Instagram. She's not private. Um, She follows every celebrity that you've ever known. She's friends with every celebrity you've ever known. I mean, her best friends are Elton John and, you know, Bette Midler and Nicole Schorzinger and Madonna and like all these people. She's friends with like oil tycoons. And I mean, she's friends with the most elite people in every part of the world. And- Can I
1: pause you really quick? Please. Can I pause you really quick? How the fuck does Nicole Sturzinger still like hang around?
0: <laughs> Dude, Sorry,
1: I just had to say that really
0: quick. Listen, we will get into the Nicole Scherzinger of it all one day on this fucking pod. Like, I'm so excited that we're doing this. Um, <laughs> but no, so she's like, you know, she's friends with all these elite people. And then you find out that she also is one of the people she's closest to out of everybody, out of George Clooney And, you know, uh, all these people is Hayden. Hayden is somebody who, I mean, is like family to her, according to her and according to Hayden and according to Hayden's family. This is like her second mom. And this woman is undeniably, allegedly, uh, a madam for sure. Like she is the elite Hollywood madam. Following her life is so fucking interesting. Um, and we've talked about, I, I like, I talked about her book on my friend, uh, Dara's podcast. Like, do you remember this? And Dara ended up buying the book from like Europe. So now she owns like a $300 copy of this, this book. But, um, Diana Jenkins has a coffee table book. And according to blind items, I mean, it's really hard to deny. If you look through the pages of this book, um, it is a book of her clients, So it's a a coffee table book of people that she either hires or people that she helps find people for. Um, And it's full of all kinds of just random celebrities that you would never imagine. And it goes beyond being boudoir photos. They are like glam, like they're like glam prostitution photos. It's like Lindsay Lohan standing on a bed with 20 guys surrounding her But it's like but make it fashion like it's crazy
1: yeah so also I want to also say Hayden has come out and said there was abuse in her life and we do want to be mindful of that we don't she never said who it was she never said what age because I think Hayden is a product of her environment I really really do like I want to believe that she does have a good heart down there somewhere But I think she, her, you know, her parents used to party with her, just like Drew Barrymore's parents did. Yeah, Drew Barrymore went to rehab at thirteen, and Hayden was just pushed to continue.
0: Totally, I think Hayden, unfortunately, there. I mean, she was a lost cause. Like, you know, she never had any sort of even tiny like smidgen of a normal upbringing at all. You know, and like we said earlier, she was brought into this world to make money for her parents and to act like they're such unapologetic stage parents. And it's also been rumored for years that her dad is like really physically abusive, like extremely physically abusive. So yeah, her family just sounds horrible.
1: For sure. And there have been, this isn't even blinds. It's just one thing about Hayden is she always dates a lot older. I Mm -hmm. mean, she was 16 dating 21-year-old Stephen Coletti. And Mm -hmm. I I mean, call me whatever you want. But to me, I'm like, that's a big-ass age gap.
0: Huge. Oh, my God. To be, like, even... I mean, I remember being 21 and thinking that 16-year-olds were kids.
1: Yeah. And I wouldn't even, like, hang out with people who couldn't get into bars. (laughs) Now, I know recently or probably right around the time Nashville ended, there were so many rumors about how she left the show to go to rehab. She left, you know, she decided to get rid of her kid, not get rid of, to just let, well, Vladimir? Mm -hmm. Vladimir, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Did I say his name right? Yeah, I think so. Like, let him take their daughter overseas. And do you think now that everything is coming out about Britney and her postpartum and all of that, do you think there's a part of that with Hayden, especially because she was allegedly so abused as was Britney in their like younger years as as stars?
0: Oh, I totally do. I definitely think, I think, I mean, when I look at people like Hayden or even like Lindsay or people like that, I look at them as products of abuse. Like, Mm -hmm. and I got a lot of shit from people Um, in my Justin Bieber episode, because I also look at him as a product of abuse. Um, Absolutely. Just just because he's a boy doesn't make it any different. If anything, it's probably worse because it's less expected and people never go there. At least when you look at someone like Lindsay, you think like, they're the places your mind goes naturally, but like for a guy, you don't. But yeah, with, um, with Hayden, yeah, I was, she's, she's totally a product of abuse. And it's so, it's crazy because it's so obvious, but the interesting thing about her is that so many people don't know her that way.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: Like, so many people don't know that she's had, like, a sad life or a crazy life or that, like, she's gone to rehab or had these major addiction issues. Um, People don't have no idea. They never, like, she is somebody that people never talk about her shit, really. Not really. That's true.
1: Yeah, no, you're 100% right with that. I mean, hey, um, sorry, Enti Lawyer said during his podcast with her, he was like, she was conniving and mean and all this stuff. And I don't know, if it was just me, because I liked her. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be like, no, it's just like her environment. But then there is the part where maybe she was just, you know, cold and callous and yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's so interesting because again, with with beyond like blinds going beyond the blind, you have to think about what else was happening.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Like, what was the lead up to her being that way, and like, what was going on in her life? And she's also infamously dated, like, you know, I would say any girl that has dated Doug Reinhardt, you know that there's some shit going down that has gone down. Come on, let's look at his fucking track record.
1: Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching.
0: Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds.
1: Let's talk about Doug for a moment. And I just got chills when you brought up his name because obviously he was on the Hills and mm-hmm. people have been like, will Doug come on your podcast? And I'm like, I don't want him on my podcast. I'm
0: so not.
1: So you guys, if you're not aware who Doug Reinhardt is, he is Casey from Laguna Beach's brother. He was also on the Hills and dated Lauren for a second and then quote unquote dated Stephanie, which wasn't true. And he's always kind of been like a lingerer. He also mm-hmm. dated Amanda Bynes, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in a moment, since we're mm-hmm. going to talk about Doug a little bit. Yeah, he, you know, hooked up with Hayden for a bit. He dated Paris. Like, there are just there's a lot of stuff that goes along with his name. And you know, he, I follow him. He follows me. If he hears this, I'm like, well, don't be a piece of shit. Sorry. Um, <laughs> This is all allegedly, um, but yeah, there are in Enti's podcast, he put a lot of, and we'll talk about Amanda Bynes on a different episode for sure, mm-hmm. but he put a lot of Amanda's issues on Doug.
0: Yeah, Amanda is, we said earlier that, you know, he is friends with some celebrities and Amanda is is a celebrity who is sort of unapologetic, I feel at this point about her friendship with NT Lawyer, like, yeah. she's- you know, I mean, she's been using his website to communicate for years. Um, and yeah, according to him, Amanda told him firsthand that he was one of the most abusive boyfriends that she's ever had. And when you look at that very specific time in Amanda's life, I always call it her Maxim era. Like, it was like those last years of Amanda having like a traditional career.
1: Like she's all that years? right it's
0: like he was the bookmark for that and I always just find that to be so interesting that he represents that really weird time where it was like all of a sudden Amanda Bynes kept crashing her car and we were like why what's wrong with her
1: I just said she's all that I meant she's the man
0: (laughs) but I knew what you meant
1: (laughs) I know I I hope everybody listening knew what I meant I meant she's the man ears
0: ears. yes Amanda's 45
1: right (laughs) But yeah, if you're connected to people like that, even Milo Ventimiglia, everybody wants to romanticize him. He was allegedly a monster to Alexis Bledel and Hayden.
0: Yeah. And again, allegedly, but like one of the things that N.T. always also says about Hayden is that she, um, because of her abuse of home and her abusive upbringing, she like desperately seeks out like, Like, she's not the girl who's trying to escape abusive relationships. She's, like, running to them. Like, she Mm -hmm. gallivants around Hollywood trying to find the next guy that will be, like, a monster to her. Because it's, like, really all she's ever known. Like, it's really sad.
1: And it sounds like her most normal relationship was with Klischko.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. And
1: that didn't work out. And I did read a blind... This is from like 2008, uh, 2018, I'm sorry, not 2008, 2018, where it was something to the effect of this A-list minus TV show actress wants her famous boxing boyfriend to be more physical in bed and he won't do it, something Mm -hmm. like that.
0: Right, yeah. Nt alludes to Hayden, listen, allegedly, um being really 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 into like super like what you would consider like i always call it like sexual thriller sex okay yeah (laughs) like single white female sex where it's like i'm going to the sex dungeon in a trench coat like kind of gig you know very 90s um but yeah nt lawyer always says that hayden is into some super super intense sexual stuff and that it's like I mean, just simply based on how intense her sexual experiences have probably been throughout life, um, which is also just so sad. And I feel like we should talk about, if we're talking about Hayden and like all of these girls, I feel like we should talk about yachting, right?
1: Oh, we have to talk about yachting. Yes. Hayden is one of like the top yachting girls of all time, as are Allegedly, I don't know if we need to keep saying allegedly. We've said it quite a bit. Yeah, 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 but everybody going it.
0: They know you now. Know,
1: everything you're gonna hear on this podcast is allegedly, but you know, Hayden is one of the top yachting girls, Miranda Kerr, um, Nino Dobrev, Meghan Markle, <laughs> Julian Hough.
0: Rita Ora, don't you dare forget.
1: Oh my God, Rita Ora is number <laughs> one. How dare I <laughs> take that dare. away from her.
0: Her only, her longest running gig. <laughs>
1: But basically when you see these celebrities in the South of France and you're like, what the fuck are they doing on this yacht in the South of France, they're typically paid to be there. Not Mm -hmm. always, but there's a good chance. And what did they do on the yacht? That is up for debate. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Troy?
0: (laughs) Listen, I think that they play Yahtzee. I think that they play Twister I think that charades is always up for grabs if a couple bottles of champagne have been popped open, sure.
1: Let's be clear though. Like it gets dark when you go into yachting and let's talk about it though because we have to, if we're talking about Hayden, like you said, these girls get paid to basically do whatever the yacht owner wants. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Yes. And it's like, um, you know, it's it's a financial exchange and it's also, you know, it can be a contractual exchange. It can be, you know, I will get this movie going for you or get it greenlit, or I will provide whatever for this project or get you this gig or whatever, you know. Um, I mean, some people have like long-term yachting contracts. I mean, it's, it's really, it's the industry underneath the industry in Hollywood. Like it's the industry that fuels the industry that we see.
1: Yeah, I would completely agree with that. And I did say South of France, but I also mean like Dubai, because I feel like there's right. a point where a lot of celebrities, you're like, why the fuck are they going to Dubai? And yes. again, that is, it's, they might not be on a yacht, but they're yachting.
0: Yeah, N.T. Lawyer has coined the term yachting as a way to describe sort of like modern sex work for yeah. celebrities. Um and ironically, I don't know if you saw that Aubrey O'Day just moved to Dubai. Officially.
1: As she should.
0: As she should. I mean, there's nothing for her here. <laughs> um,
1: and, and you may be sitting there, you know, listening to this and you're like, why the fuck would someone like Nino Dobrev, who just came off Vampire Diaries, need to go yachting? Or why would someone like Hayden Penity or even Miranda Kerr, you mm-hmm. know, need to go yachting? And... I don't know if I have the exact answer to it, but when it comes to people like Nina or Hayden, when you're coming off of an ABC hit show or a CW hit show, there aren't that many doors for you. I will say the only like big CW stars I can think of that have had like true breakout moments, I would say Sophia Bush is really the only one who I can think of. I know that like Mm -hmm. Hillary Burton in the cast of One Tree Hill has done other things, but, but I feel like she's the... Only one who I can, or I guess Blake Lively, Leighton Easter. now that I'm thinking more like Penn Badgley. I forgot Gossip Girl was also on CW. Right. But that was almost like a step before Vampire Diaries came on.
0: Oh God, the Vampire Diaries of it all. My God. Oh, holy shit. One day, one, in one of the episodes, we'll talk about like the gay stuff, which I love. Yes. The Vampire Diaries of it all. The Teen Wolf of it all. Yes. We'll talk um but no listen i've thought about this a lot and people have asked me this a lot why would somebody you know they'll say like like i'll make a joke about kylie yachting and they'll be like why would kylie need to do that she's worth so much money
1: oh oh
0: like chris you know. jenner
1: signed that
0: <laughs> come on like things
1: kendall yachts too oh my
0: god yacht queen y- yeah you know um listen it's expensive to be a celebrity it's expensive to be wealthy in Hollywood, it's expensive to have a lot of money and keep it. It's not like, and it's, I feel like people think because you are a famous person and you have like enough money to live, that that's all it takes. Hollywood is a town that revolves around blackmail. And like, it's not, these are not all, unfortunately, these are not all situations where people are just like sex positive and doing their thing and like securing the bag like that's not really what this is always sometimes these people don't really want to be fucking doing it but it's like how the industry works it's how it operates it's how it moves sometimes it's like it's really like it's it's wild but yeah I mean I think you almost have to kind of remove the whole like but she's a celebrity why would she it's like that's that that doesn't really matter and also people need doors opened like the, the men who secure open these doors for people are old white men. And, and, you know, there's old men in general. And the, the thing that stands between you and being the lead on some fucking show could be a weekend in the South of France.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, just because you're famous, it also doesn't mean you're wealthy. I know I know you kind of said that but a lot of them have to spend money to get that money.
0: Yep.
1: And who has that money? Old white men with yachts in the south of France. Exactly. <laughs> so I know we've like detoured off Hayden but I feel like the yachting is like a great conversation when you see someone like saying they're maybe not at the Cannes Film Fest or whatever, mm-hmm. but you see them like laying on a yacht being like, oh, I love Morocco or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You're like, oh,
0: I know, I know, I know. And you see in the people in the comments being like, yes, baddie. Yes, <laughs> I need a vacation too, girl. And I'm like, uh, this is not the vacation that you want, girl. This is not the one that you want.
1: Again, I know we've detoured through from Hayden, but Rita Ora, can you tell me about your love for Rita Ora?
0: I'm obsessed with her because you know what? It's like, if you know, if you get it, all the signs are there. Like if you are a person like us that understands all of this stuff, you look at Rita Ora, it couldn't be more clear what her her career consists of. This is a woman who has... i i I think by now she has released an album but like this is a woman she does it's on my
1: phone she has one album it's i have it downloaded because i'm a rita fan too
0: (laughs) i love rita's music i think it's fucking great she's beautiful i think that she is i i love watching what rita or will wear like it's fun to see what rita or will show up in she's funny um she's a great host Like, Rita has all the makings of a a great star, but she's so intertwined in, like, the underbelly of Hollywood that her career is a mess. And it's unexplainable.
1: I completely agree. Even people who don't know Rita Ora still knew that people thought she was Becky with the good hair.
0: Like, her career is a mess. (laughs) It's a mess. And it's not a mess because... Like she just can't find the songs she wants to release. Girl, she's been trying to release an album for over ten years. That doesn't happen with bad luck.
1: And let's put it this way: she really fucked over Rob Kardashian. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, not saying Rob Kardashian is any kind of prime example of a good human, but Kris Jenner couldn't even blacklist Rita Ora. Oh
0: my God, I know she was like, "Oh no, I'll still come to the the Met Gala, girl." <laughs> I'm, I have no re- business being there, but I'll still show up with nipple pasties on.
1: Well, I was invited.
0: Yeah, like, I was invited by some old man.
1: I mean, she had one line in the Greys in, um, not Grays Anatomy, 50 Shade of Grays movie, so.
0: She did, and she wore a tiny little wig. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, guys, we're going to talk about a lot of different stuff. I mean, and this is just what we do. We veer off yeah. topic. I hope you guys aren't too annoyed but you're gonna (laughs) learn a lot about dark dark sided people
0: right yeah this is as I lovingly refer this is kitchen table talk like this is just us hanging out and talking and like you know gabbing you know I'm excited to do a like a less structured just like having fun thing
1: yeah so like I said this is our first episode we're trying to figure out what we want and but we want to hear from you too because although we do love blinds about Hayden or Demi Lovato, <laughs> we, we do think just like chatting about crazy things like yachting or Scott Stor- Scorch, whatever his fucking name is, is important too.
0: Yeah, I have to like hear Paris saying it in my head
1: Scott Storch, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Scott Storch
1: now another person we need to talk about we don't have enough time today we will talk about a deep deep dive of this man and we're talking about a man troy zach efron how can we leave him out of the hayden story because those two were yin and yang for a little bit
0: yeah they run in very very similar circles and you know i think that zach efron is one of the most fascinating celebrities in the history of celebrity because nobody, he's just like Hayden. Nobody knows how fucking dark his life is. Now I'll tell, I love Hayden, but Zach is my Moby Dick. It's, I don't even like to start because if I do start Googling shit, it's over.
1: All I can say is when everyone was like, oh my God, Zach Efron went to rehab. I was like, oh my God, he finally went to rehab.
0: Like about fucking time good god yeah he's he deserves yeah we'll definitely we're gonna like do an entire moment on him an actual just full deep dive I'm gonna we'll just like collect all the blinds we can and we'll get dark we'll have to get dark
1: we we have no choice um and just so you guys know men can also yacht too it's not just for women why the yeah. fuck do you think he was on a yacht with Michelle Rodriguez?
0: Are you kidding me? What is wrong with people? What is wrong with people? They're like, oh, cute couple. Where? What the fuck are you fucking talking about? Cute couple. Someone
1: spit my drink. <laughs>
0: like, oh, the the audacity. <laughs> you know what I'm talking. You know what I mean.
1: <laughs> there is no cuteness there other than Zach, but it's sad.
0: It's literally sad. It's like that's like a thing that you look at and just tilt and squint it's not cute (laughs) by any means
1: no absolutely not can we give people a taste of a Zac Efron yeah moment that you can think of because I'll tell I'll tell you mine before we go to you okay my favorite moment is when (laughs) this is not my I mean it's sad I don't know why I'm laughing it just you know but when he was on Skid Row and said his car broke down and didn't he get jumped? Yeah. Or when he allegedly broke his jaw because he slipped in his bathroom. Oh
0: fuck. Well, yes, the jaw I forgot about. Mine would have been Skid Row.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because I mean the absurdity. And the thing about Zach is he's a really good one to talk about to deep dive into because He is a really good example of the machine, of the Hollywood machine, how it works, the way that they control the narrative because Zach has incredible people around him that clean things up. He doesn't really have to worry about anything coming out about his drug use, about his real life. Um, I mean, he just, it's, I can't even see it. I can't even, it's too much. Zach is too much for me.
1: If we're going to ever mention Skid Row, I have to talk about Justin and Selena. (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah.
1: If you guys haven't seen it, there is this really, not even that old, maybe like four or five years. Yeah. Like grainy video of somebody who lived in that area, just filming them being like, what are y'all doing here? What do y'all, you want drugs? And they're like, leave us alone, leave us alone. But it's like allegedly what they were there for.
0: Justin's like, come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Come on, on bro. Won't. It's like, can you not bother me while I'm on Skid Row enjoying Skid Row with my girlfriend? Come on, man. Come on. We
1: like chased him into like a store and everything.
0: <laughs> right. And then, yeah, because they tried to pretend that they were shopping for at like a dollar store.
1: Yeah. See, guys, there were so many, so many things we're going to cover for Beyond the Blinds. And I promise we will have more blinds in later episodes and things like that but even just the deep dives of say Zach Efron or Justin and Selena who are trauma bonded till the end
0: oh yeah trauma bonded for sure very Caitlin and Tyler of Teen Mom just very very right like they give such Caitlin and Tyler vibes
1: such Caitlin and Tyler vibes and you know maybe maybe if people don't get mad at me we'll talk about Kayler, the Kayler of it all
0: Girl, you fucking better. (laughs) I mean.
1: That's so mad at me.
0: I'm here for it. I'm ready to know all the things. Like, I've been very, very honest with Kelly about the fact that that's like my blind spot because Taylor is like so new to me in a lot of ways. And yeah, I just don't know a lot of things, but I'm so interested.
1: Well, like I said, it never crossed my mind that anything could actually, that's a lie because. During her 1989 years, I genuinely thought her and Carly Kloss were together. And people were like, oh, she's with Calvin Harris. I'm like, no, she's not.
0: Right. That felt very, like, invigorating for me. Like, I felt very, just like, but I always do when I talk to you in a microphone. Like, I just feel like this is what we do best. And I'm excited to see where this takes us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to let, again, all the listeners know, like, It doesn't take away from either of what we do, you know, we're still going to have our podcast. Don't worry. I know people are nervous about change. There's no change. (laughs) Other than us having a weekly podcast and Patreon will have an extra two or three episodes a month.
0: Yeah. And also, I mean, obviously we want to hear Mm -hmm. from you. I mean, I know that there's not, you know, there's not a lot of like blind item podcasts really. And I get a lot, I'm sure you get a lot of requests from people to talk about certain things that you don't maybe feel comfortable saying on your show, on the main feed. So this is the opportunity for us to like have these kind of dark conversations just amongst us gals, us gittles. Um And I'm really excited for that. So yeah, we want to hear from you guys. Like, what do you want to hear?
1: But I promise you I'll never do an Aaron Carter deep dive because he will kill me. <laughs>
0: Aaron already has, like, a laser pointed at my head right now, like, from my window.
1: We'll talk around Aaron, but never directly at him.
0: Yeah, I'm, I am afraid of Aaron Carter, for sure. And watch that be, like, the number one request we get. <laughs>